2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20. If you get it, shout amen. All right, if you don't have a Bible, check out the screen. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor, some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor. Say that with me. He will be a vessel for honor. Now watch. What kind of vessel? Sanctified and useful for the master. Okay? Not religion. Not just people. But useful for the master of the house. Somebody say Jesus. Watch. Prepared for every good work. Today I want to speak to you from a subject, a vessel of honor. How many would say that's your prayer today, to be a vessel of honor? Let's figure out how to walk as an honorable vessel today. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. Change us, challenge us, transform us, and let us leave here differently. We give you glory and honor. Make us a vessel of honor. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. God bless you. So glad that you're here with us today. Amen. In today's society, all throughout God's word, it's taught how God honors people who honor him. It's very important we recognize even the Ten Commandments. The fifth commandment of the Ten Commandments, God made it real clear that we were to honor our mother and father, right? Why would God have made it? A statute, a principle to honor in the top ten commandments that he would give. Our mom and our dad. Honestly, our mother and our father in many ways represent the kingdom. Represent the groom and the bride. Represent authority in our lives ages one or from birth to 18. But once we get older, how many understand that we start having to answer to a higher power, right? Mom and dad, if they are still telling you what to do, well, come see me after church. We'll talk about that. But there comes a time where mom and dad isn't your authority, per se. You have to look to a higher authority, right? So, so we, we need to start learning that honor is something that God looks for. He desires to come out of our life. And I really want to paint the picture of why it's so important that we are honorable vessels for the kingdom. It takes a, a humble person to truly be honoring toward others. Scripture teaches in Proverbs 15 and 33, it says, The fear of the Lord is the instructions of wisdom, and before honor, watch this, comes humility. In other words, before you can ever be an honorable person, you must want, learn how to walk in a humble state, recognizing that you're not above, you're not better than recognizing that had it not been for Jesus who was on your side, you wouldn't be standing in the position you're in. Learning how to be honorable to people. Watch this. J James chapter 4 verse 6 says it like this. God resists the proud. But what does he do? He gives grace to the humble. How many knows we need grace every day? If you want to, uh, I've learned this. A humble person will always be an honoring person. Okay, it's important. It's impossible to be in a, let me say it like this. It's possible to be in a great house and not be a great person. Our text says, in a great house, 
there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but wood and clay. And I'm here to tell you that you can be in a great house and not necessarily be a great person. Notice there's many types of vessels. There's gold, there's silver, there's wood, there's clay. Say that with me. There's gold, there's silver, there's wood, and there's clay. There's all types of vessels sitting in a sanctuary right now. And some of us were born in the natural in great houses. Others of us not born so great. Others of us, how do you honor unhonorable mothers and fathers? So some people that's, that's been raised by moms and dads that were just horrible, abusive, hateful, mean. But when we humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God, there is an honoring that can come out of us that will take us higher than we could ever go staying in a prideful state or in a place where we feel like someone's worse than we are. I believe it's important that this principle of honor is learned. I'm convinced the value of the vessel the gold, the silver, the wood, and the clay. In the house, I'm, I'm convinced that it increases when his or her desire is to show honor, what's to the master of the house. See, when we do good, when we show good, when we show love, when we show honor to other people, not because we have to, watch, but because we get to. Because we desire, the Bible says, do everything, everything that you do, do it as unto the... So, so everything we're doing... If you're coming to church and you're taking out the trash and you're cleaning toilets, listen to me. You're just anointed sweeping the floors as you would be standing behind this pulpit. You're just as anointed if you are, uh, uh, you know, out there taking out the trash or, or if you're feeding the sick or you're, you're clothing the hungry. I'm telling you, church, we have to learn how to be honorable people. Many times selfishness will keep us caught up in ourselves and what's in it for us. And I'm here to tell you we have to start having the heart that says what's in me for him. I want to be an honorable vessel. Somebody shout amen. The word honor means this, to show great respect. It's real simple. Webster made it real clear. Honor means to simply show great respect. Add this thought. Honor is what you do as a result of what's in your heart, not what's in your mouth. I'm going to say that again. Honor is what you do as a result of what's in your heart, not just what comes out of your mouth. You say, give me, give me scripture, preacher. Okay, Matthew 15 and 8. Jesus said it like this. These people, he's talking to the church. These people, they honor me with their lips. Turn me down a little bit. I don't want to hurt nobody's ears. They honor me with their lips. Watch this. But their hearts are far from me. I added this scripture on them. They ain't even got it. I need you to see it. I need you to hear it. Matthew 15 and 8. Church folk are real good. Christians are real good going around and giving lip service. Not so good giving heart service when it comes to being honorable. And I want to, listen, honor, we are an honoring church. We are going to be. We will be. It's not a, a, an option. It is a necessity. We will be honorable. Somebody said, but what if they ain't honorable to me? You, we will still be honorable. We will hold our shoulders back, our head up. We don't have to be first. We can still be last. Hey, you want my place? Go right ahead. Oh, that's the last chair. I'm sorry. Here, you sit right here. We're going to show honor. Because when, God, when we show honor, God will promote us. 
We don't do it so we get promoted. We do it so that we can be, so that we can be trusted with greater things. I, I can be a clay vessel. That's fine. We're all in the house. The Bible says in a great house there was gold, silver, wood, and clay. I'm, I'm glad that we're all vessels in the house. But how many knows that if you have the ability to be gold but you settle to be clay, there's a problem with that. I've got news for you. I believe there's some men, women, boys, and girls. There's some black folk. There's some white folk. There's some Hispanic folk. There's some white, I don't know, purple pink. I don't care what color you are. There's some good people in this place and we all need to recognize that we've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. And he's called us to be great. He's called us to be purposeful for his kingdom. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be a vessel of honor so that I can bring my father glory so that I can be pleasing to him in all that I do. It's a choice. Somebody say choice. When you make the choice to be honorable, you could flip them off and cuss them out, but you choose to say, I'm going to bless you in the name of Jesus. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to honor you. It's not always what you feel. If we go off of our emotions, we'll be, we'll be cacked up. We'll be up and down. We'll be in and out. In a great house, there are vessels. Gold, silver, wood, and clay. What vessel are you? We live in a generation where it seems like dishonor many times is promoted and shined light on than honor. You see comedians, you see, you see people on stages, people on, on uh, social media, you see it on TV, <laughs> even our news. We will focus on the dishonoring more than we will focus on the honorable things. Listen, when I was growing up, we were taught to honor the elderly. We were taught to obey our parents. And if, they, if mom and daddy caught me sucking my teeth, I might lose one of my teeth. I ain't promoting violence or nothing. I'm just saying. Frowning, glazing at you, making dirty faces. Daddy would be like, you got a problem, son? Let's handle it right now. I got a belt for you. We have to learn how to be honorable people. It's not a choice. Here's, here's, here's the key. If we want God to honor us, we have to honor Him. That means sometimes honoring, showing honor when we don't feel like being honorable to people who's done us wrong. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But it's important that we recognize that honor, write this down. Honor is our calling. Okay? So we're going to catch on that. We're going to recognize he's called us to be honorable people, honorable people, men, women, boys, and girls. Teenagers, you don't have to wait until you're 21. You can be an honorable young lady. You show honor to mom and dad when you say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. When you take out the trash and you ain't having to be told, come on, Ethan, let me hear you say amen, hallelujah. See, honor is not something you always, eventually it becomes a way of life. It, watch this. It's an attitude. Okay? How many knows you could do something because you had to and you could have a bad attitude? That doesn't mean you did it honorably. <laughs> well, I don't feel like sweeping this floor, but I'm going to do it anyway because he told me to. I don't want to do my homework. I don't want go to go to work and work eight hours. I'm just going to put in seven hours. Nobody's going to know. That's not honorable. Say, honor is our calling. Okay, it's, 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 a, it's a calling. 
And honestly, it's a privilege to be honorable when you're representing the master of the house. Amen? 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says this, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Watch this. The Holy Spirit lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God, watch this, with your body. Okay, see, what he's saying is your vessel was made to honor him and bring him glory. You were made to be a vessel of honor. Preacher, you don't know my past. I know I don't. But he still called you to bring him glory through honor and honoring those around you. You're a great vessel that's been called by God. The vessel is not necessarily what has value. It's the contents in the, va- in the, in the vessel that makes the vessel valuable. Okay, if I brought you a pizza today and, and, I, and I held it in my hands, the pizza in my hands, not knowing where my hand's at, you would ask, where is the box? The vessel. Because though it's a cheap little thing and most people wouldn't think much about it, but if I showed up on your front door holding your pizza and said, here's your pizza, suddenly the vessel, the box, becomes interesting. It becomes important. I got news for you. We need to be vessels of honor that are carrying a content that's worthy, that's, that's worth handing and giving out. And so that we're, what we're representing, the contents in us is representing the master of the house. And you may not think, I'm worth much. That box is probably worth 30 cents. I might not be worth much to you, but I've been called. I've been chosen. You've been called. You've been chosen. You, your body, no, you're not. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You don't belong to yourself. Come on, let me hear his Amen. You don't even belong to your husband or your wife. Guess who you belong to? You belong to God. And as a vessel of God, the master, you must be honorable, bringing him glory and bringing him honor. Does that make sense? Now, I I just want to paint just one picture for you. In the book of Numbers, chapter 12, verse 1 through 8, it's actually 1 through 16. I'm going to read a couple verses just to set the story up. This is a real important story. I'm going to give you two more thoughts and I'm done. In the book of Numbers, chapter 1, and now chapter 12, verse 1. It's got, this, the three characters we're dealing with is Moses, Miriam, and Aaron. Moses was the first prophet. Miriam was the first praise and worship leader. And Aaron was the first priest. Jochebed was their mama. She must have been doing something right. She raised some three, three good kids. But I want you to see what happens in this family when pride shows up at the front door. Okay? Talking about being honorable. Numbers chapter 12, verse 1. Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. So they said, Has the Lord indeed spoke only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? Sounds like pride to me. And the Lord, check this out. And the Lord, what? Heard it. I want you to understand, God hears what we say. He hears when we're disrespectful. He hears us gossiping. He hears us putting people down. I want you to see it. Because of what he heard them say, this is what happened. Verse 3. 
Now the man, Moses, was very humble, more than all the men who were on the face of the earth. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses and Aaron and Miriam, Come out, all three of you, to the tabernacle of meeting. So three, all three came out. Verse 5, then the Lord came down in the pillar of a cloud and stood in the, in the door of the tabernacle. Notice at the door. He didn't let them come in the church. He said, I'm going to meet you at the door. And he called Aaron and Miriam, and they, were both, they both came forward. And when he said, then he said unto them, hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. And I speak to him in, in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses, for he is faithful in my house. I speak to him face to face, even plainly and not in the dark sayings. He says, he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Now, if you keep reading that story, you're going to find out that God eventually, he banished. He actually was going to kill. The punishment for Miriam was he was going to kill her with leprosy. She got leprosy. And it was Aaron and, Mo and Moses who pleaded on her behalf. He said, okay, well, we're, going to, we're going to isolate her. We're going to kick her out of the camp for seven days. So she had leprosy for seven days. Here's the moral of the story. First of all, God can hear you when you're dishonorable, whether you think nobody else heard you or not. And it's important, starting off this church, that we learn the value of being honorable people. That we, we, we are respectful people. Just because somebody don't look like us, act, act like us, talk like us, smell like us, that don't matter. Doesn't matter their background, doesn't matter. Sometimes because someone, we got more than somebody else, it's easy to look down. No, no, no. We are honorable people. And in this story, you're going to find out God called them to the house. And before he ever let them come up in the house, his house, where his glory would reign, he actually came from the pillar of, of a cloud and he stood at the door and he said, first of all, I speak to prophets through dreams and through visions. He said, but with Moses, I actually come talk to him face to face. He said, what made you think that you could speak against the man that I've called to be honorable and to lead by example and to be a, a prophet before my people? And all I'm here to tell you today is that if you found yourself connected with the wrong crowd that's unhonorable, check yourself. Check your heart. Check the people you hang out with because it can make a difference. Aaron and Miriam had to, heart, had to have a heart check. When, if we're unhonorable, how many knows nobody's going to want to be around us, right? If, if we are a church that's, that's uh, hateful and mean and, 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 and ill-willed and, and speaking words of, of defeat and discouragement to somebody because of their past or their, or their present, how many knows that's not honorable? I'll give you a couple thoughts, and then I'm going to let you go. Number one, how are we vessels of honor? First of all, we honor Jesus as Lord of all. We honor Jesus as Lord of all. The Bible says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man can come unto the Father but through him. Jesus and his presence should always be honored above and beyond anything and everything in our lives. Somebody say Jesus. See, it's his name. The Bible says in Psalm 66 and 2, sing out the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. You can say Yahweh, Yeshua, Adonai, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Sikhanu, Jehovah Shalom. I, I don't care what you say. Just speak the name. Be honorable to that name. Don't take his name in vain. 
Be honorable to that name. Recognize that he is the king, that Jesus is the son. Scripture teaches us in John 5 and 23 that all should honor the son just as they honor, watch, the father. Hey, guess what? There's honor when we give. Somebody say giving. Around here we teach that giving is a privilege. How do, we can honor the Lord in our giving. Bible teaches us in Proverbs 3 and 9. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. See, giving is really not about our money. It's about our heart. And wherever our heart is, the Bible says that's where your treasure will be. Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. God's not after our money. He's after our heart. If he gets our heart, he'll get our money. He'll get our time. He'll give our treasure, our talents. He'll get our honor, right? So it's all about the heart. We must be honorable men and women of faith. Number two, we honor people no matter what. We honor people no matter what. I'll give you a couple thoughts about that. People should, be, should feel better about themselves after they meet you than before they met you. What would happen if you were that man, that woman, that, that encourager that built someone up? They came to the job and, man, they were discouraged and, and they messed up or maybe they've had a bad day. What would happen if you lifted their head up with your words? You were so honorable to them. You would pray for them. You would encourage them. You would speak life into them. It don't matter if you agree with them. It don't matter if you're on the same page with them. If they look like you, act like you, or talk like you, what matters is that we learn how to honor all people. 1 Peter 2 and 17 says it like this. I like it in the Passions translation. It says, recognize the value, watch, of every person. And continually show love to every believer. It's important that we show love to people in the church house. Live your lives with great reverence and in holy awe of who God is. Honor your rulers. That right there says a lot too. You know what? We should honor those in authority. All rulers. Democratic, Republican, don't matter. You honor. We honor our presidents. We honor those in, in, uh, in authority. Our teachers. How about our policemen? Our firemen? Our pastors? Come on, somebody. Let's honor. <laughs> Don't throw tomatoes. Be honorable. Those in leadership. Let's get a little bit. I'm going to give you a couple more scriptures and I'm done. Luke chapter 6, verse 27. Jesus says to honor others when they don't deserve it. And I'm going to give you a passage for it. Luke 6, 27 says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who spitefully use you. That's what Jesus said. You show honor, but they don't deserve it. Jesus said it don't matter. You show honor and there will be a blessing that comes on your life. Husbands, we don't get off the hook in 1 Peter 3 and 7. Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of grace of life that your prayers, watch, may not be hindered. You know what that says? That says if you're not honorable to your wife, your prayers are affected. 
God don't take honor as an option. Wives, you don't get off the hook either. I'm going to say this. Ephesians 5.33. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particularly so love his own wife and him as himself. Let the wife see that she respects, honors her husband. Okay, so we all must learn to be honorable to one another, speaking life into each other, not tearing each other down. Honor your father and mother. Talk to you about that in the Ten Commandments. Honor your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you. That's Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 16. So, at the end of the day, three things for us to be honorable. In a great house, there's vessels of gold. There's vessels of silver. Vessels of wood and vessels of clay. Three things that it takes for us to be vessels of honor. Just three things I think. One, I think you got to be empty. I think you got to be emptied out of the things of this world. I think you got to be in a place where you have been cleansed. The Bible it teaches us in our text that there's a process that we can go through to be honor, honor an honorable vessel or to be a dishonorable vessel. Notice all, all four were in the house. Both were in the house, honorable and dishonorable. But I think if we're going to be honorable, we have to learn how to be people that have been emptied or clean. We also have to learn how to be sanctified. The Bible says that in our passage talks about being sanctified. That word sanctified means to be set apart. Young people, you can't be afraid to be set apart from the things of this world. If you can only be clay, that's fine. That's the best you can be. But I think that most all of us have the ability to be gold, to be purified. So it starts with being emptied or clean. It starts with, with uh, putting ourselves in a place where we are set apart. But thirdly, we have to be available. Available for the master's use. Are you available? Have you put yourself in a place of humility that says, Lord, not my will, but your will be done? Jesus was an honorable vessel. And I believe that if he walked the walk, as he lives in us, he gives us the ability to walk the walk, to be honorable vessels. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. We thank you for this time. Thank you for this season. Lord, this is more of a teaching message. My heart is, Lord, that somebody would catch anointing to be honorable Lord that we would learn how to search our hearts God that we would recognize that you see you hear and you know the actions that we have and, and we want to be pleasing to you as sons and as daughters help us be honorable today vessels of honor your hands, ready, able, and willing to be useful by the master. If you're under the sound of my voice, and you're standing, you're sitting in this place, and you're thinking, man, this Jesus he's talking about, he said I needed to have him be Lord of all. I, I, I don't understand that. In the simplest way I know to tell you is Jesus if you're going to be a vessel of honor, he's got to have complete rule and reign of your life. And it's really not hard. It's just you saying no to self and, and saying yes to him. 
Today, we want to give him open reign to say, Jesus, you have full control of my life. I surrender to you. If you're under the sound of my voice and you say, Pastor D, I would really like to give my heart to the Lord. I want to be a vessel of honor. I want to represent the master well. There's some things in my life. There's some unforgiven sins in my life, and I want to be forgiven today. If that's you in this place, I'm going to count to three. I just want you to lift your hands. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want want you to lift your hand, and you make a profession of your faith. I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to make things right. You ready? One. Don't even think about it. You're ready for a change. You're ready to go from clay and wood. You're ready to be a gold vessel. Put me in the fire, Lord. Change me. Two. Come on. You're ready for a complete, total life transformation. Three. Right now. In Jesus' name. There's a hand. There's a hand. God sees those hands. God sees that hand. Hallelujah. God sees that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Come on, let's all pray together. Let's say this prayer. Say, Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Say, I believe you died for me. I believe you rose for me. From this day forward, I live for you. I believe if you prayed that prayer, you just gave your heart to Jesus. Maybe if you're online today, you gave your heart to the Lord. We want to know about it. Let us know. Reach out to us. Can you put your hands together for souls that's been saved, lives that's been forgiven? Come on. Thank you for joining me today. I trust and believe that God's Word has strengthened your faith. Why don't you visit me at DarrenFarmer.com and let's do life together on all social media platforms. And as always, your prayers and your financial giving is always welcome. God bless you.